Have you guys heard my news? I have a new sex gig. I'm not a porn star. It's better. I just launched my new premium skincare brand called Emily and Tony. These products are tried and true to help spice up your sex life, which is what I'm all about. I'm talking about massage oil candles that are one part candle, one part body oil, and check out these flavors. They come in delicious scents like creme de vanilla, cocoa, and fougere. And they're hydrating, and they leave your skin feeling super luxurious. We even have a product for the guys called Down Under Comfort that helps keep their balls smelling fresh and clean and dry all day, which is exactly what you want, right? So guys, if you take care of your balls, your partner will take care of you. So help us keep this podcast free. Use code EMILY to get 20% off your first purchase at emilyandtony.com. Trust me, you'll love them, and you're welcome. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can listen to all of our podcasts. You can also go to iTunes. Just download them all. I've got hundreds of podcasts on iTunes. My website is Sex with Emily. I've got lots of information, informative blog posts and videos and so much that you can learn there. And I just want to thank everyone for listening. And I'm really excited for tonight's show because I have an amazing woman sitting here in the studio with me. Um, Nina Hartley. Hello. Hello. Yay, I love the clapping. That's amazing. She, (laughs) Anina is, if you don't know, which I can't imagine because everyone knows who Nina is, I feel, uh, American pornographic actress, director, sex educator, feminist, author. You've been in how many films? About 900. 900 films. And you're still doing films. Oh, absolutely. And everything. You're activist. You've done so many things. And I'm I'm so in awe of your career and all the amazing things you've done. And we're going to talk about sex tonight. I mean, sex with Emily. Really? But if anyone, I almost feel like I should. I know. How about that? Isn't it awesome? I know. And we're going to get into the stuff, all the things that you've ever wanted to ask Nina. And I feel like so many of my listeners, they need tips. They need advice, like, for keeping their their relationships interesting and how to have a spicy sex life. And I love oral sex tips. I always ask my guests. And I feel like you would have really good oral sex tips oh, for women yes. and for men. Oh, so yes. we're going to get into that, Nina. Sexy voice. Yeah. And Anderson, are you paying attention? Are you Anderson? Are you there? Um, so I'm here with Anderson as well. And um, he's making everything run smoothly. I make things sound good. You make things sound pretty. You're, and you're not just a pretty you face yourself. make you sound pretty, Thank as you. does Nina. And I just make sure that the levels are good. That's all I, I know, do. but you're doing good. But I also wanted to talk to you, Anderson. Oh. So I I have to tell you about Ting. Right, Ting. Okay. Who doesn't love Ting? I'm so, Okay. I'm obsessed with Ting because I felt like I was wasting. I didn't realize that I... My, I just you know, pay my cell phone bill. I signed up for my, my, my server and my carrier, and I just started... You know, paying so much money every month, and I just figured that's how it had to be. I had to just keep paying for my cell phone plan, even though I didn't use all the minutes and all the data and everything. And then I discovered Ting, and basically, 
Um, there's they don't charge you for anything. They have this savings calculator right in, on their website, and you go there and you put in your phone bill. And I'm like, this is what I'm paying now. They up, they go to my account and they say Verizon, let's say, and they look at it and they're like, oh my god, you could save eighty dollars with us. So it cuts my phone bill in half. Um, un- unlimited devices on one plan. You get credits for unused service. They have no add-on charges. There's no weird things on your bill, and it cuts your prices. So it's amazing. So everyone, if you want to save money, because believe me, if you look at your bill, you are you are paying for things that you do not use and you do not need. So go to emily.ting.com to receive $25 off your first device purchase or $25 in service credit if you bring in your own device. And I'm just because I'm saving like so much, a couple hundred dollars, like in just over the next few months. So I'm going to buy myself some pretty things. The easiest and best thing to do, I think. I even I've had friends of mine that to do it. I've asked them to do it, and they've done it, and they've come back with glowing uh, endorsements. But you just fill out the worksheet. Actually, they do the worksheet. You just print it, uh, yeah. plug in your stuff, and then you'll figure out exactly how much. Yeah, you yeah, save. It's and their then savings calculator. Times that by twelve, uh, bang. It's it's so go. much more. Like I, I I'm like I already have been on Amazon. I have like my shopping list that I'm gonna all the money that I'm gonna save. So it's pay as you go phone service. Check it out. It is emily.ting.com to receive twenty five dollars off your first device purchase or twenty five dollars in service credit if you bring in your own device. It's a great deal. So that's what I have to tell everyone about right now. Okay, so Nina. Yes. I don't even know. I was like, Nina, I mean, I think there's so many things that Nina can talk about. And so I feel like, tell me what you're up to now. So, first, well, yeah, tell me what, what's going on in your life now that you're excited about. What are you working on? Nina.com, um, which is amazing. You have that URL. Right. Yeah. Nina.com is uh, my um, my Website. pay site. And, it, and, and it's triple X. I do need to, I've been doing this 32 years since I started dancing and 30 years in porn. And I am now old enough to have children in their 30s. But as I tell the young people with whom I work, you know, I'm old enough to be your mother, but I'm no one's mother, so it's not creepy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so um, I want, I have been working, putting more energy into branching out just uh, in terms of talking and teaching uh, because I've been a feminist my whole life. And so I remember the early days of the conversation about pornography and sex and sexuality and sexual expression from the 70s and now I have 40 years perspective on how's that working for you right exactly so I'm the age of a lot of young people's parents and so but I'm but but I'm not a parent so they so I'm not icky right so I wanted I wanted to give back to the community I want to talk to young adults um, about what I wish I'd known about sex when I was their age what is so when you say young, you're talking about people in their twenties. I'm talking eight with for, okay. for for me eighteen to thirty. I could e I'm fifty four. I could easily have a thirty year old child. Yeah, without right. without it being weird. Right. And if I'd had a child right out of high school, that person would be thirty. I two of my favorite playmates were born the year I graduated graduated high school, and they're thirty five. It right. blows my mind. But I see them as peers because they're. What adults. do you mean your playmates? People that you play with have sex with? Right. I I, I am. Um, I am not a monogamous person, and okay. I'm also queer, so I have a large circle of poly, um, poly, bi, queer, non-monogamous, right? Polymorphously perverse, <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, so I live, a, I live a very sexually open lifestyle, and what people get confused about who are not this wired this way is that they confuse open with um, anarchic, with like no rules at right. all, and. What it really is, it's a, it's a kind of sexual orientation that works best when you keep it within people of your like orientation. Right. So the people with whom I play, and for me play is almost always some kind of sexual intention, mm-hmm. if not actual genital contact, 
are people who share my sexual values, my sexual outlook, most of my overlaps sexual philosophy enough that we can cohabit the same space and share some kind of mutual good time. And I don't try to do that with people whose sexual values and boundaries don't mesh with mine. And the biggest thing I could tell anybody as a young adult is figure out what and this is something you can do alone while reading. You don't even have to do it with anybody. It's just something inside yourself. What do I seem to be? I'm strongly pulled toward monogamy. I'm strongly pulled toward non-monogamy, but I feel guilty about it because of what I've been told. So am I really monogamous and wanting a fantastical dream? Or am I actually a non-monogamous person burdened with guilt? Hmm. So we have to investigate. Exactly. So and on and on. So my playmates, and they're 35, and they're born the year I graduated high school. It's like, get the F out of Dodge. Right, oh exactly. my God. But, and, but, but I feel as I feel more alive than ever. I wouldn't go back and be 35 again if you paid me, because at 35, I was entering the most unhappy period of my first marriage, okay. where I was craziest and most absolutely... So I've been unhappily married. I'm happily married now. And I have, I have insights I can impart to people. Um, you know, and also the whole thing about personal responsibility. Stop right. feeling like such a victim. I'm sure you talk about that with yes. people all the time. Yes. Feeling like a victim in their own life, in their own Especially when it comes life. to sex. Poor right. me, poor me. And, you know, pull up your big, pull up your big, big person panties. Right, exactly. And, uh, and we're not talking about actually having been victimized, obviously. We're not talking about violence. No, but, but we're talking right, about where, where, you know, what you do, what you do exactly. when you're crazy. You keep exactly. picking the wrong partners. Oh you have God. this pattern that you act out again and again. You realize, and after the third time, it is you. Exactly. <laughs> like, what's the common denominator here? Oh, okay, it's me. I know. I fully blame myself for all of my mistakes now. Like, I think it's so funny in all my relationships. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my pattern. And people don't stop, but they, they don't stop and look at themselves. But I think it's interesting. So you've been, have you always known that you were non-monogamous or when you were in yes. your marriage? Okay. If, well, if I'd had the words in high school, um, I would have recognized that I was a um, as to quote Reed Mahalko, a poly by slut. But I, I love I, Reed. Reed Sam mm, right. We love you, Reed. Yes. We love you, Reed. <laughs> Read about sex. Um, and I never had a monogamous fantasy in my life. I always fantasized about them. I never fantasized about him. And I always felt strange about that. So when it comes to sex, I feel like Spock. I just never... And if you have friends who are very, very strongly gay, they'll tell you, oh, I knew from first grade. Oh, I right. knew since I was five years old. Oh, absolutely. And and you know people like that. Yeah, absolutely. I am not... So my sexuality is as strong and inbred, inborn in me as their gayness. But because it, I didn't have language for it, I didn't know that it had to do with or, um, relational orientation. Right. Or because poly is and monogamous is separate from gay or kinky or bisexual and it says it says right. how do you want to run your romantic life and i'm very happy i need a wide variety of people with whom i can be sexual and i have a husband and people will say nina if you're why be married if you're not going to be monogamous right and i say well my husband's my through partner so all the sex i have is intentional right we negotiate it. We are doing it deliberately. It's not because someone got drunk. So each time I'm with someone, that's a beautiful bead. Maybe this is a carved ivory bead. Or this is a Murano glass bead. Or this is a Hopi Indian bead. And I string all those beads on the through relationship I have with my husband. And they, for me, that balances out. Right. And is he also, Is he? does he see other people as well? Or Nothing seriously. Um, I'm... I'm polyamorous. He's non-monogamous. Okay, <laughs> but but the orientations work well enough that that um, we can we can make it work. My my primary when I got out of my first marriage, I knew 
I knew that I would be single until I was dead and have cats and lovers before I would ever consent again to be with a possessive partner. I've been struggling with my guilt over wanting a non-possessive partner for so long. And I was struggling over my guilt about desiring multiple people because person A would get so hurt right. that, I, that I expressed an interest in person B because person A felt that my interest in person B therefore meant less for him or her. Right. And Or you like B because you don't like me. You like B because I'm deficient. It's like, no, I like A and B. And, and there's enough for everyone, and right? And from as a poly person, A is A is A. Nothing else can be A, and nothing else can be you. And you can't. They don't compete. Exactly. So I, if there's a, for example, another slender, attractive, accomplished, intelligent young brunette woman over here, <laughs> um, who can rock the, uh, the the plaid pants, which I no longer bother trying to wear. Um, and if there's someone who, on the surface of it, looked a lot like you, I would not be confused because you're you. And she would be right. her. And so that so you vibrate this string in that harmonic resonance way and she right. and she can't pluck your string. Right, exactly. Only you know, people you get jealous you. and they're possessive and so I totally understand. Do you think that there's a lot of people do you find that would be non monogamous or polyamorous if they could, but they don't even think that's an option because they have to be monogamous? Or do you think really like a lot of people are, you know, such even they're just, I think a lot of people are mon- suffering through monogamy. Like I, like, I think monogamy is an honest orientation. I think a, a solid 20% of people are truly monogamous. Right. One partner is all they want and they're devoted their whole lives and it's not a burden and it, and it really, it's what, right. it's what they so are. They, want, they chose it, it, right. They are it. Right. It's, it, it's, this is yeah. it. I fell, I, I met your mother when we were 15. I fell in love and never looked at another woman since. I've met enough couples like that to know that for some people is true. And then there is 20% of the people like me who are fully acclimated to a functioning, healthy, non-monogamous relational style and have a, a good partner and are okay with that. And the other 60% are struggling with some balance of it. So it's not that I think more people would be non-monog. I think more people could be more open and fluid than are now yeah. if it were considered an a healthy option right now you know monogamy is the only thing that's helpful healthy and normal and mature and respectful i would never put up with my partner you would you let him do what right you let her do what it's like not letting right so clearly i can't be with someone like you and i and i tried that i tried very hard i fail at monogamy i i completely i did too i was i ended up being a cheater right i ended up being a liar i ended up withholding it was it was crazy. So, but if what what I really was why I want to strangle them, okay. uh, people, and say, well, you know, I want other partners, but I don't want my partner to have anybody else. It's like then you are too immature for this. You don't get to have right. the cookie right. because this is a two way street. Exactly. Now, because in our culture, people get stunted emotionally at very young ages around sexuality and pleasure, and what do I get to have in the world? And then they grow up to be big people, and they interact with another adult person, and then a trigger gets gets pushed. All of a sudden, they're again a very young child, and they don't want to have to deal with their stuff. You have to do it first, because I'm not going to. It's like. I right. thought I was dating a grown-up. Exactly. No, I understand. And I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. I, I myself, same thing. I Monogamy has I, it's never worked for me, really. It never. And I, and, I, and I love hearing you say this because I still think I try to get into relationships where I am. Not that I haven't been in it, but I, but I used to be a cheater. I'm, not, I'm a reform cheater because I don't mm-hmm. really commit now. And if I do, I'm like, okay, this is more open. But it's something that I never wanted from a young age. I'm never wanting to get married. Never, and I kept, never but fantasized about it. I kept thinking that... 
What's wrong with you for not yes. wanting it? I'm like, well, I'm, one day I'll want to get married. Well, one day I'll want to have kids. You know, it'll all happen. And I think it's so good, but no. no. At this point, it's just not going to happen. It, no, probably. I mean, I, mean, I, just, I not, kept waiting. I have relationships and it doesn't. Right. I kept waiting for the to want kids and it never I, the joke now is at the factory they forgot to wind my biological exactly. clock. Exactly, that's what I always say. I'm you like, know? I don't have one. I, don't no, have one. I love kids. I love, love them. Love them. But let's go back to your child. So you grew up in Berkeley, mm-hmm. California, mm-hmm. Um, which I just moved to LA from San Francisco. So my heart is still in San oh, Francisco. It'll be so there, what yeah. was it go like? Niners. Go Niners. Growing up in Berkeley, then what were your parents like? Were they? Oh, my parents are totally alt. Um, my alt- father. Sure. My, my father. Um, uh, was uh, a blacklisted radio personality. So I grew up after he'd been blacklisted. He was oh, one of the okay. last people McCarthy got. And my mother, they had had a pretty modern marriage, and my mother was going back to school to get her master's, and she had a job too. And so I grew up in a very um, avant-garde, female breadwinner, male homekeeper okay. household 20 years before that was popular. So that was very difficult um, for right. everybody I'm involved. sure it must have been. So I was, I've, I was the youngest, and so I had a lot of... Um, uh, time to myself to pursue my own interests. My parents were all of the sixties deeply into therapy. All kind, girl, I right. can tell you everything. Ther- right, you got. Uh. And in, in 1969, they found Zen Buddhism and um, started studying that seriously. In 1973, they quit. Uh, my mother quit her job and became they became full time students. And my mother is a senior priest at the Zen Center in San Francisco. Oh, she is. She and, still is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, so they found they. I'm so grateful because. Being 1969, it could have been est. It could right. have been Hare I was going to ask you if it was est. It could have been Scientology. Thank God, no, that's Thank God was, it was Zen. No, that's oh, what I was going to say to you. Thank God. So then your parents did that. And then Excuse you, me. I'm sorry, guys. What is yeah. est? Oh, Earnhardt Seminar Training. If it I don't like know, a lot of people No, I'm don't glad know. you're asking. It's the, it was this like hippie. It was the first cult of personality. I'm okay. You're an asshole. Is kind that of thing. Was? You heard about things where they keep you in the in the room all day. To, you know, when you're hungry and tired, you need to go to the bathroom to break your ego. Yeah, I mean, it was like <sighs> a spiritual people. Remember, like Landmark Forum. Have yes. you heard people do that no. now? Well, that, I think Landmark Forum is a descendant of Est. It's kind of like what about par- the thing where people screamed? Like, That's that- primal scream therapy. My parents tried that. She's probably done everything at Berkeley in the sixties. Berkeley in the sixties. I mean, seriously, like Ber- what else is that? Seriously, so, apparently that Tears for Fear song, shout, shout, let it all out, yeah. was all about that. Oh, was it? Know? Are you just saying that? Or? No, no, I oh. really true. You really I, that. Well, it does work. So I was so the doesn't the, the what's aren't so important as so yes, I was a lonely child. Yes, my parents feel very bad about that. Right. But the <laughs> positive thing out of all of that is that they show by their example that you can. Their life had been upended by my father's blacklistingness. The plan they have right. for themselves. 165 miles an hour into the brick wall and so they showed me that you can a person can cast about and find the best way to make an honorable and meaningful life for yourself according to your own needs and for a proto-queer kid who didn't know that word yet it was very very liberating because part of what they also looked at was sexuality and then there was a feminist movement where I got all these some of the source material because of these brand new ideas and so there was before the anti-pornography feminists took over the whole branch of the whole wing of feminism there was actually quite open discussion about um, sex workers rights and 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 when women's body is beautiful, it was this really great, very so it was very empowering. That the, the thinking about, right, exactly. but I was younger enough that it wasn't. I wasn't fully an adult. I didn't. I hadn't become an adult in that environment. So I was reading people's projections on a utopian way of being around sexuality. Young enough that I grew into it. Um, and you lived it, and, and you were I, living I it now. It. And if I if I'd had a little more f u u effing f, I would have not put up with some of what I put up with. I was a, I was a bit, I was a bit, uh, co- bit? 
I was quite codependent for a number of years. Okay. And so in my secret mind, I wanted to be braver like Betty Dotson. In right. my real life, I just couldn't quite break that pattern until I finally did at 40. It's like, oh, I'm holding myself back. Right. It's always us holding ourselves back. We're the only ones holding ourselves back. I know absolutely that's true. So I, I, I want to go back to how you, so you went to school, you went, you graduated from Berkeley mm-hmm. and then you became a nurse or you went to nursing oh, school? I graduated from Berkeley High School. Um, Which um, all my friends who went to Berkeley High School are like, they're the most most interesting people. They're just they're like some of my favorite people, and their parent. I mean, the way they they eat, the way they talk, the religion. I know, their no, they, they're pretty cool people. Yeah, and I totally. and I'm I'm friends with all the people. I was in the theater department, of which course. was fabulous for right. me. And um, I saw my first. I I discovered pornography when I was fourteen, and was reading the books by the bedside of this cool '70s swinging couple uh, that I babysat for regularly, and they had a water bed. And it oh, was just, of course. It was very. It was, 19, it was 1973, 72, three and four. So the height of it, I was. So I found the joy of sex and the happy hooker. Maybe want to be a prostitute that very day. And um, I still, you know, it's like, right. oh my gosh, wouldn't that be great? Could have been a prostitute. I think that too. If it were well, there, if it were legal business, you know, and right. you you you're educated, so I know some of the anti pornography screed is. What they don't like about it, it, porn, is that it portrays women as whores by nature. Setting aside for the moment that the reason you watch porn is to watch people in sexual action as opposed to any other kind of movie. Right. Um, I don't agree that um, – I agree with them that not all women, air quotes, are whores by nature. But she says raising her hand, some are. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, some of us are suited for this job. This, so some of us are, are suited to be law enforcement. Some of us are suited to be lawyers. Some of us are suited to be accountants. And I'm suited to be a sexual intermediary. So when was your first sexual experience? Was it young? Did you start sleeping with people, like um, men well, and women? or was um, it, you Well, just... I knew at 14 that I was bisexual. I had the label bisexual. I knew I was exhibitionistic and a voyeur um, at 14 because I was seriously, I was seeking out information about sex everywhere that I could. And I think the joy of sex came out very soon after that. Um, and then I went to so went to Mitchell Brothers as well, and right. So that was before. Okay, so no, that was that was after. So, after. so I I discovered pornography at fourteen, liked it right away, and I looked like the first Playboys I saw, and, and anything depicting sex or bodies in motion. And as a bisexual, I love looking at pictures of naked ladies. That was just the most awesomest thing in the world. So when Screed came down about objectification being wrong, I realized that 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 line of thinking is just bullshit and based on nothing. Right. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be talking like that. No, you can do whatever. Um, you say whatever and you want so, on a podcast. Uh, so I walked, so Berkeley High School, um, between my home and the high school was um, an adult theater. The Mitchell Brothers had a theater in Berkeley. Okay, so Mitchell Brothers is an iconic theater in San Francisco. A kind of adult theater in adult San Francisco. And they had, well, the, the, the Mitchell Brothers Theater in San Francisco right. had everything. This was just a movie theater. Okay. No no peep shows, no live girls, just just a theater. And so I boldly, when I was six, seven, 17, walked into the theater to see a movie because I'd read the book right. and I wanted to see the movie. And um, I had an epiphanic experience there. I was just struck with the, uh, that's what I want to do. Um, well, it was a porn It was a porn, porn movie. Yeah, okay. it was an autobiography okay, right. of a flea. It was a, a hardcore porno movie. And you said, I want to do this. And I how old were you? I 17. I was, okay. I was wearing overalls and a flannel shirt and Birkenstocks and granny glasses. I mean, it's full-on 1976. Right. So full-on hippie get-up and nothing sexual. I wasn't... I was Now, in my mind... I had been thinking about sex with people for years, but I didn't actually have sex with anybody until I was 18. And those experiences were as awkward as they ever are. Right. But 18, 18 was my first girl-girl, my first boy-girl um, experience. And it took me years to like to 
really learn how to like sex. And it took me more years than that to be be any good at it. And then there's some people who are just why didn't natural. you like it though? Why didn't you like sex if you were, you didn't know how to take? I didn't. I, I, I liked pleasure? I liked it mentally, but aha aha. So yeah, my my relationship to pleasure, my relationship to my embodied feelings were as shall we say. Um, nascent and very immature. Okay. So um, did you feel like guilt around it, or did no, you, feel I just you didn't wasn't, deserve I, it? Or I didn't. I just wasn't connected. I didn't know you how to. to your body. I, I didn't wasn't connected to my body. My parents were very intellectual, so they were, had conversations about feelings and theories about feelings, but feelings, right? About feelings, and, right? And so no, no free discussion. There was no yelling, no screaming. It just, it was just very German. Right. And so I didn't, um, and more importantly, well, did you have orgasms? Like, did you experience pleasure in that way? Um, well, I wasn't some, you know, so I wasn't very, for me, even to, the, even to this day, my interest in sex and my desire for sex is from the brain down. Right. I, um, some people are very genitally, uh, motivated as in their, their crotches go feed me now, right. get off this chair, get a shower, go to a bar, find me something to eat because I'm really hungry. Right. Thank you. Please go. And I never had, for me, I could totally stay in my head about sex. All I love reading about it. Um, theories about it, you know, master than jo- I just love the science of it and the literature of it. Just fascinating right, to but me then it was, but the need totally in my head completely in my so head were and you more of a performer than when you started doing films so you started doing films you started stripping so I started stripping when I was 23 and I was going okay. to I was going to nursing school and I ran into a friend from high school that I'm still sorry I didn't sleep right. with um, <laughs> Ruby uh, and um, she told me about this job she had and I was like that sounds she said she was a uh, uh, stripper at this it wasn't Mitchell Brothers, but another club in San Francisco. She told me about about Amateur Night, and I went to my then boyfriend, who ended up being my first husband, and it was a shared fantasy of ours that I was that kind of girl who who wanted to be a porno girl or be a sex worker. And so I didn't realize he was going to turn into a you know lunatic later. But he <laughs> never seemed, do. Unfortunately, he seemed, he seemed very. And I was can't very, there be some kind of thing that you can like talk to their exes, or there's some kind of well, like personality well, test you can give people before you get into a relationship with them to figure out if you're. Like, uh-huh, you so but much first time. you have to have a relationship with yourself. So I did not oh, know how to say things like, like, wow, did you mean to say that? Right. I'm, I I don't agree. Go back. What did you say? Oh no, I think you're wrong. That's a deal breaker. I, I, I didn't know you could talk to people like right. that. We and don't so let you to learn, sk- be, learn skills. And as a codependent, the person makes a big enough fuss over it, you're just going to nod there and, and right. you can think whatever you want, but you're not going to, you're not going to say, what? And, and he, and my first boyfriend, he said many things that in my mind, it's like, what? And I didn't know that you could, that you're supposed to say that. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you're supposed to say like, right. But in the beginning, well, he was, very, in the beginning, he was very supportive and it was hot for him that I wanted to be a, a peep show girl. And so I did the amateur night, which is a whole other story. And I won a job, and it was so you were awesome, natural. amazing. Did you get naked on stage? What did you do? Um, I got naked on stage, um, and it was it was a photo night, an amateur photo night. So by being on stage, the guys in the audience had cameras, and I look at this, I did, I have seen pictures from that night, and it's just for me horrifyingly embarrassing because I had a perm and I dyed my hair dark. Right, it was but just still, but I mean, still, that, was, but yeah. still. Um, and uh, then I ended up getting a job at the Mitchell Brothers Theater. Um, and doing the lap, I love the lap dancing. I had a live show with a dildo, and I, so full nudity, <laughs> full nudity sex performance. And what I loved about it, when, and people say, "Oh my gosh, strip club is so dangerous!" If you're an exhibitionistic woman, that's the safest place to be because yeah. that's where you go to get naked. Right. Everybody understands the rules. Everybody knows there's bouncers. The guys don't think that you're being a cock tease because they understand that you're not going to go home with them, so they're not looking at you with hostility. Hostility, right. and. The look of she's not. Don't forget this. Nineteen in eight, nineteen eighty three. 
I am dancing. And the just to be able to sit on the edge of the stage and show my vulva to men who would stand, sit there enwrapped, wrapped, enraptured, and just transfixed and transformed. And no, I realized no woman had ever said, hey, try this. I like this. Try this move. Here's what here's what this, here's what these parts yeah, are. Yeah, they don't know. They still don't. They still they don't. Know. That's why they listen to Sex with Emily because right. I swear to God, or they, they watch your films and you do educational films right, on your right. site. Very videos, proud of those. Yeah, very proud of those. Yeah. I think that I just oh, I just want no, them to don't. learn. They want them to learn. They don't know that the vagina. They give no. They're clueless. The, the, and, and every yeah. vagina they're with is different to them. They don't understand. They don't. Like, they don't no understand. So. And 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 they're stuck watching. You know mainstream porn for information which is really sad because it doesn't teach you anything mainstream i see this all the time mainstream porn it it's visually not, looks good that that doesn't feel good to her you're, you're nowhere near her clitoris you really think she's having an orgasm right now it's not happening you know what i mean it's like it's a it's, movie i know it's a it's movie so but that's book. how kids but that's what i want to ask you we're going to go back to but, but what do you think because this just comes up all the time is that what how do you think that porn today is is impacting like young people who are learning about sex and well i think that that's the only place we're seeing sex it's certainly impacting them in a way that is going to make good sex that's much harder to get to if we could counter porn with actual age-appropriate comprehensive sex education that is um that is safety and pleasure based so before you're watching porn you should be you know, and you know, you know, watch all the porn you want. Right. Consume Not all, judging you, know, you for no, watching no, porn. Consume, don't con, it. consume don't all the media right. you want to consume. It. This is where people say when women accuse me of being a secret conservative because I believe in personal responsibility. So I've had the life that I've had. I've had the experiences that I've had. I've consumed the media that I've had. I've had the media messages into me that I've had. Eventually, when we're alone together in a room, it's just you and me. And what? Right. Am, how am I going to be? Am I going to be a dipshit, ignorant, lame-ass cunt? Right. Or am I going to be a human who says, wow, you know what? I'm really uncomfortable now because this is new for me. Or, wow, you're really beautiful. Or, golly, I'm really scared. Or, you know what? I really like this idea back at the bar, but now that we're here, I really want to keep my clothes on. Or, you know what? Um, can we have some... Co- Speaking right. Whatever, of it, is, it, whatever right. it is. Whatever it is. Because women in- think they get in a situation or I owe it to them or he bought me dinner or I'm too drunk and people just... Don't, don't, don't even actually. get that. So, so the... If you as a person think that a human partner is going to like what a movie is doing, then you are not ready to have a partner in your bed with you. You have you're, you're, you need to back up and get acquainted with your own body and not just on talking guys. Here's what I tell women. Don't bother getting another person in bed with you until you, on your own, can reliably give yourself right. an orgasm, preferably a couple of ways. But if, well, if only one way, reliably know that I can do this. And here's what an orgasm feels like to me, and here's the things that I like, and here are the kinds of – so I know me. So exactly. I'm, I'm going to drive the Ferrari first, and I'm going to take through the hairpin terms. I'm going to take it over to the – do the do – the, you know, the – Right, but so and, many and, women and, don't and, do that, and then they and, call up and they're like, "My boyfriend didn't give me an orgasm." I'm like, "Well, well, you know, it's not his do job. You know how to have an orgasm? Have right. you spent time alone with yourself figuring out your own body?" And it's not. No, it's, and no, it's not your job to give me pleasure. It's no. my job to know what pleasure feels like to me and communicate with you helpful hints exactly. to give you go down. You know, the left fork is a little better. Um, just, just so you know, and then right. surprise me. Right. And, and so ladies don't have a partner in bed until you are comfortable alone in your room with a locked door and a closed window naked in front, make a nice lighting. Right. I'm not saying no one's going to know very few women are going to love their, love themselves with harsh overhead lighting, but with nice bedroom lighting, 
do the therapy, the journaling, the masturbation, the naked exactly. dancing until you oh, you are okay. <laughs> until you love with, your body, you love until, yourself, and, and you know how to get yourself there. It's so get, true. Get yourself there, and then and then discover okay what what kind of sexy clothes do what kind of things do I have to wear to feel sexy. So if you need to wear a baby doll to cover your middle or stockings to cover yourself, whatever, to, to, you you find your own sexy space and own it and claim it and go okay, fine, yay. So now you're at the you're at the starting line instead of being behind the starting line. Exactly. Now guys. My advice to you is don't bother trying to get someone into bed with you until you can stay hard and happy for at least 20 <laughs> stay minutes. Hard and happy. Not, 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 uh. not, 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 not baseball stats, not granny panties, not, no, happy. Be your bad, sensual, voluptuous, you know, as Chris Fox says, get a good jerk on. Right. And we'll learn how to stay in, stay pleasurably happy for at least 20 minutes. Bonus points if you do that, jerking off with a condom because, hey, it's going to feel different when with a condom. Triple bonus points for both genders if you learn to make friends with the back porch, which is strictly <laughs> external anal play. Back porch, we're going to hang out on the back porch. Right. How do you anal play? Okay, anal sex huge right now. I mean, I feel like in the last ten years, I don't even feel like people talked about like when I was in high school. Ever, it didn't come Early up, didn't not. know it. No guy ever nope. like you nope. even ventured nope. there. But now, and I do believe it's because of porn that they think, oh, that that's what I'm. It's expected of me, men and women, right? I mean, well, I, certainly. And and again, there is no, what there, there's what we feel porn is quote unquote telling us, and then what I'm t- what I'm telling what I'm telling you right, is tell me. Is uh, you know, and not that the, porn's bad again. You know, I love no, no, I'm just no, saying no, it's that, not that the porn's that, bad, that, that but we comes cannot, up all the time. Back, back we don't learn play. to drive a car by watching Vin Diesel, we don't learn about spycraft by watching um, uh, 007, and we don't learn about actual sex with a human person by watching porn. We may get a couple of cool ideas with a wrist flip or something, right. but in the end, ladies and gents, good sex is sex that pleases both people and makes them go, you know what, that was really great. I'd like to see you again. I feel good after it. Not bad, not guilty, not shamefaced, not apologetic, not sorry for it. What about tips for people who have never had anal sex but they'd like to? And they like a lot of guys, they email, they're like, oh, I want my partner too. And I'm like, have you ever tried it? Like, what about, let's first talk about men and women. They've never had anal sex. How, how would you? First, the only them? people who should attempt anal pleasure are those who are sincerely interested in it for their own sake. So, Butts are like cats. They must be coaxed and seduced every time. You're weeks away. <laughs> you're, you, you just jump forward a month. We're talking about our mental state. So butts must be coaxed and seduced every time. And they're moody like cats. And and they cannot lie. You, they, you cannot make your butt relax. Um, you, you cannot make it want it what it doesn't want. And butts also know that the butts know when what is touching them is paying attention or being a jerk, including ourselves. So if one wants to become more, more one, one wants to investigate anal sex, first one needs to invest in a high water, high natural fiber diet to make, to make things all regular. Right. Okay. If you have bowel issues or, or poop issues, diet. That's not going to be the, the thing no. for you yet. No, yet. yet. Thank yes. you for saying yet. Yes. Thank you for saying yet. So right. first, so if, if we're interested in anal play, first I have to be interested in it for myself. I want it. Not to please. You can't do it to please anybody. It has to be because it's pleasing to you. It's like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Cool. Right. So there's that. Then you read up about it. You read a, you read about it so you have some actual information. If you're a female, Tristan Terramino's book is excellent. And if you're a male, um, uh, Jack Morin's book, Anal Pressure and Health, is excellent. And just Get, your, get acquainted with it and understand. Then you have to go through reacquainting, 
so much of the resistance to anal pleasure is cultural that just getting to the point in your life where you can take a after a shower everything's clean and clean 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 to get to the point where you can touch the outside of your anus in a pleasurable way while touching the front of you and putting those two sensations together that's 80 percent of the battle and we're not even talking about anything no just touch it like right we're just we're just working on because as we approach pleasure from our anuses all the roadblock that's been put up in front of us from our culture and our experiences it's only for fags but da, 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 right. it's dirty exit only I'm always la, trying la, to get la, mad la, at my la, show la, I'm la. like just try it if you never it's, 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 if you want to if you want to and, and plenty that you're missing many out of many gay men do not do anal intercourse and right. many women she says raising her hand are fiends for it if you know how to <laughs> if you know how to make my butt happy you can so but how do you tell okay so did you learn all this let's go to your porn career so when did that st- Mr. Brothers were stripping right I started my, my, my first movie in 84 but in terms of going back to anal sex oh, um, okay. I didn't yeah. let's do that too. Um, I so I I uh, didn't really get really not adept at it and really learned to like it until I got with my now husband and we followed Tristan Terramino's book um, the ultimate guide to anal sex for women and the anal training program and the secret, anal training program well, sign se- me the, up the, the, the who se- wants to the, sign up for that right the secret to learning how to be quote unquote good at anal sex or enjoy anal sex anal pleasure is besides my personal reorientation of my relationship to my butt that's my right. that's journaling and therapying and whatever else so I get to the point I get neutral okay cool I'm okay with this now we can move forward with a partner my job is to get okay with all of my parts right. your job is to get okay with your parts and we bring two people who are okay maybe inexperienced but okay with their parts able to communicate and listen to messages from your body and we have a dialogue right. so when I was learning how to do this um, what we do even now every time we make love we do something with my butt we always play with it with gloved fingers. I, I clean it out. I, right. um, and we do always do some kind of anal attention and a nice comfy plug. Every fourth or fifth time, my butt goes, more please. And my husband goes, well, all righty then. And we progress to anal and intercourse. Right. Okay. And, but we never, it's never, people think, oh my gosh, so good. I'm going, we have to get his penis in my ass tonight. Right. It's like, whoa, 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 honey, punk. And that's right. when you get people going, well, you know, will we get drunk and see what happens? No, no, don't, no, don't go get back. Dr- right, exactly. Don't, you know, there's I, that. Like, I, had, I don't remember writing. I did have it once. I was really You're drunk. drunk and, and, like, I, I, I don't only like it when I'm drunk. You can only, Nurse Nina says, you can only have drunk anal sex with an ongoing anal sex partner and you plan to be, it's something you plan to do. Right. I'm not saying that, quote unquote, drunk anal sex can't be fun, <laughs> but unless you set the playground up in a safe way, you're going to end up with a nasty infection, a, a an injury to your body. Yeah, la, 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 yeah la, so la. many things could, could so go things wrong So many things can go there. wrong. So the, our butts are always there. Right. And so we can circle around the issue of our pleasure from it. For as long as we need to, eventually, with the right partner, and circle around your anus. Too. And so, yes, and yes, and massaging the sphincter, yes. and don't even go near. And people think, well, I'm just going to. Have you ever had this happen with a guy? <laughs> you know, he's petting your butt, and and then he's just he can just he's starting to go close, like, and you really think I'm not going to notice, right? You really think I can't tell that you're half an inch from my ass, and you're trying to like just until you can learn to ask for it. I would like to explore anal pleasure with you, darling. What do you say? It's not on the table. Right. You can't talk. You don't talk somebody into their butts. Right. Hey, but dude, so can I talk do, you like, into your butt? No, exactly. of course not. So to think, and so one thing I don't like about movies is that they never show any of the, because it's a fantasy, mm-hmm. they don't show the preparation. 
Um, so it, goes, it appears to go from vaginal intercourse to, ooh, fuck my ass. Boom. They don't know right. the 24 hours preparation she did. They don't know that the warm-up she did in the makeup chair. They don't know what she did off camera because we don't know. It's all been edited out for your viewing pleasure exactly. because it's a fantasy. So in real life, your mileage may vary. Um, and some days my butt really would like, my mind, my butt wants it and my mind wants it. My butt goes, no, actually you don't. Right. But I do. You have to no, listen to your butt. Listen to, to your, your butt. entire body. Listen, it's so yes. true. Oh my gosh. So, right? Yeah, right. the you whole body. To, the whole body. The whole thing. You have to listen to you have to be in touch. And you are very in touch now. So you've done all these films. So I, I, I did on but Twitter. But I worked at it. I worked at it. Oh, my God. Right. It took me years. And then I meet these young women who are 18 years old, 19, and they've been digging intercourse for three or four years. About 20% of the women in porn, they liked intercourse the first time they did it. It was just like their bodies They wet. really did. They really they, liked no, it. No, they, 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 they said, yeah, this, this, is, this is the first time they had it. It was fun. It may not have been transportive. Right. They may not have gone to, but it was like, this is fun. And for me, it took years for me to go, this is fun. Right. Years. Years. Even oh after you were doing movies and Even stuff? Even after I was still... doing movies okay. in my private, in, in my movies, movie sex, movie sex was always fun for me because it's a performance and yay, this is awesome. In my personal life, first I had it, I was not happily married. So there was, that was a roadblock to having good sex in private was my primary relationship wasn't a healthy one so there's that problem right that is which led to the cheating thing right the cheating yeah, thing yeah well yeah yeah i've yeah. done that too so wait so when you were doing porn so did you um what did you learn then doing porn what was your what did you learn about your body when you were having like were you actually enjoying yourself I mean, you oh no no i no i i i the secret and i this is being a feminist i my one rule my two rules was do not cut school to make do not cut school to make porn because I, I didn't I started in eighty three didn't graduate till eighty five, and if I don't do it at home for fun, I will not do it on camera for money. And that's the number two, three, the number three on the list of things I recommend to young women. If you don't do it at home for fun, don't bother doing it on camera for money because they don't pay you enough to not have a good time too. So whatever you see me do on camera, I do anyway, right. and more. And there's plenty of, plenty of things I do at home that I don't do on camera because A, that's personal, and B, right. they're never going to pay me enough to make it worth my while to do that on camera. Did you camera. ever fall in love with anyone? Or did, I had, a couple, sex with anyone I had would... a couple mad set crushes um, that I did pursue sex with them off camera. One, I think over the 12 years he was in the business, we got together off camera maybe three times and always super amazing hot. And one guy really wanted really badly and okay. his, and, and his wife, work. no, no, no. It was clearly mutual love fest. It could have been my porno husband forever, but his real life wife was not okay with the emotional. She, you know, she was barely okay with the sexual contact, but when it started getting emotional because she was not emotionally non-monogamous, right. she, you know, for her, for her, for her, the fact that he and I had a little crush thing going, that was too scary for her. I'm Even sure. though I knew he wasn't going to leave her. Right. I didn't want him to but leave she her. Didn't, but people get so jealous. They so do. how was it dating men when they found out what you did and what, how you well, were and what you did? this is where I'm really weird because I, I got... I'm sure you get asked it times 20. I've never been single. So I went from my... I had my first relationship was a three-way relationship with my husband and his girlfriend. Uh, my first, my then husband and his girlfriend, and that was 20 years, and that's when I started porn. So we were swingers together. I did porn. I lived in a three-way relationship. Then I had that um, affair thingy and eventually left that marriage. Um, I've always been very open about being in, in porn, so I've never, and I was single for all of like five months before I got serious with the person to whom I'm now married, with whom I had an affair you know, right. the, the, yeah, yeah, da, 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 da. But so now I, you can't even have affairs because you're in places well, very open. And, and honest, but also, I'm not. So I'm, I've never dated. I've never. Right. I've never actually. I've never been quote unquote single. So if I'm ever without mate again, right? Um, 
there will there's no dating. There's my circle of playmates and some, you know, like Reed. Reed, Reed hits a very special sweet spot in me. And I think he hits that in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I love that he is generous with that part of him. And I wouldn't want, I wouldn't, with someone like Reed, how can, I'm not meant to be monogamous. And I think right. if I'm ever, quote unquote, single, as in I don't have to answer to anybody else but me, I don't, um, but then I'm, I mean, a fucking right. Hartley, I mean, you right. know, and so, and, and I also, I've also now gotten enough of a skin that I just will not tolerate jealous behavior aimed in my direction. Right. And I, if you can't, ha- if, you, if you can't handle it, I don't care if you think I'm a bitch, you can go now. Just right. go. I think that's handle so it elsewhere. good because it's just, it's so and unhealthy. If I, and, and I knew that in my head at, at 18, because that's what the literature said, you know, just, you know, be yourself. And I didn't know how to. Because you weren't like everyone else, so it's hard to be yourself. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh I get it. Come on. I totally get it. I'm not like everyone else. How do I explain? (laughs) But you look so normal, Emily. I know. That's the thing. I look so normal. Right. I mean, I think I'm normal. You're normal for you. But you know what I You look look conventional. I look conventional, but I'm not. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) But I, I think I'm... You know, people always like. I'm like people always expect I've done all these things. Okay, maybe I've done some of those things, but not as much as you think. But probably more than the average person. But not. Right. But, but is it the fact that you're open to the idea of it that makes you that much different than most people? It's yeah, not about maybe. behavior; it's about your attitude. Yeah, I'm so I've always been so open. But also, I grew up in Michigan. It was much more, you know, go just blue. conservative. Yeah, go. I went to Michigan, University of Michigan. Da, um, okay, da, so da, my da, question da, for you. Da, da, okay, so I put this on Twitter. You're you better saw. all the time. Oh my gosh! Thank God you're not Spartan. No, thank God you're not Spartan. I'm not Spartan. No, go Wolverines. Yeah, love it. The Wolverines. It's so true. Michigan's a good place to grow up, but it's it very is. provincial. Yes, yes. But I put on Twitter today, so I said, so I'm sex with Emily on Twitter, and your Twitter is... It's at Nina Land. At Nina Land. Nina Land. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds like a fun place. So, some of my listeners, they had some questions for oh, good. you. Oh, yay, yay. Um, and so, but for... Okay, well, here's the first one. Why she still... Does, I said, if you have a question for Nina, what, what do you want to ask her? Um, Andrews G says, why she still does porn and what's one of your top favorite scenes or experiences? Uh, why do I do porn? Because um, I like having sex with people without having to date them. And I like having a platform to keep promoting my own sexual message and vision about sex as a sex artist. Porn is awesome. Um, and the most memorable scene, oh, man, I've had so, ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> almost catch it on camera because some of my great best some of my most memorable things have been in Europe live heterosexual sex performance in Europe and there's no camera in this country my oh my scene was uh, Jizz Lee for um, Crash Pad series episode 100 was very memorable because Jizz is Jizz Jizz is a hot uh, genderqueer performer who is a female bodied person but prefers the pronoun they They. and that day they consented to be submissive to me wow hot hot. what happened give me one one snippet Um, quick snippet oh Fisting her front hole. Fisting their front, their front hole. Sorry, Jess. Right. Oh, my God. Fisting their front no, hole. You've Ooh. been very good using the right pronouns. No. Okay, so so fisting their front. Okay. That's, that's that was a good one. Did, but this, yeah, strap on intercourse was awesome. Oh, that sounds great. Okay. So next one is from Tom Morris, 79. He says, compare how fun porn was in the 80s and 90s versus the past decade. I'm in the 80s. It was very fun and innocent. It's a very small community. So you work with the same people over and over again. It was... Um, uh, had not yet started trying to mainstream itself, so it's still very insular. It's a very little closed community, like a little 
uh, country club. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you work with the same talent all the time. You work with the same directors all the time. In the 90s was a big, ginormous expansion. The, the, the bubble started in the 90s when we started getting uh, mainstreaming and getting into um, mom and pop video stores and it was pre-digital so these were the cassette tapes and, right. and so there were there were brick and mortar stores everywhere and so that was a circuit. Did people recognize you wherever you went all the time? Oh yeah you? they did well, right. especially when I was younger and I dressed in a more body conscious fashion right. in my 30s I got recognized a lot um, and by the end of the 90s um, the bubble and the beginning of the digital bubble and the uh, remember the ROM R, you know the uh, R-A-M mm-hmm. um, discs and things uh, so that was the beginning of the push into uh digital adult and the first people into there of course made a huge killing and and retired like smart people and then ever honestly since um since 2002 2003 it's definitely been a downward spiral with the competition from um digital and the piracy and all the vast overproduction of subpar material all through the 90s and the and um late 80s to the early 2000s um it's just Tens, you know, over ten thousand titles a year release, all, most of which were garbage. And after a while, the I think the the viewing public said, you know, f you too. Right. And porn also has become less special. Back in the day when I started, right, exactly. you had to go out and find it. It was special. You couldn't, you could right. keep your kid away from it. You could keep yourself away from it. And now it's just so ubiquitous. I think it's losing some of its. I think some of the more extreme images are there trying to shock you because back in the day, just seeing intercourse was shocking enough. Right, exactly. It was enough. That was just it. It was a wow. And now it's like, wow, so that, oh, God, that. I've seen that. Exactly. Everyone's seen everything now. Okay, so I have some questions for mm-hmm. you, too, that I want you to – I talk about this a lot on my show, and I just – okay, so you – what advice would you give to – You've, you're with men and women. Uh, you're bisexual. Mm-hmm. So, what would you give to straight girls who want to experience with other women and they haven't yet, but they kind of want to? Like, what kind of what advice would you give for them? Well, first, for laughs and giggles, you go to um, YouTube and go to Garfunkel and Oates, the college try. Okay. And just after you die laughing, um, uh, first make sure that you are sincerely interested in women as a sexual partner and not just doing it again as they say for male attention right, or like to be cool at last call make out with some yeah. chicks so your boyfriend um, thinks you're yeah you no know. don't do that if, if you're sincerely Hi. interested in sex with women um, then um, you can seek out um, well my, my actually my movie for men or women my Educational tape, Nina Hartley's Guide for the Bi-Curious Woman. Oh, awesome. That's It's really great because the educational scene with the amazing Justine Jolie uh, teach a lot about hand techniques. And the biggest thing, there's girl-girl sex on porno. I want some hand techniques And then there's lesbian sex. And and girl-girl sex is is usually pretty silly and lame and so Justine she looks like a quote unquote girl girl player but I taught her actual lesbian hand techniques and so she's amazing to watch if you like girl tell girl tell me some hand techniques um, first, tell us all okay well here's a good, here's a good one this is what we want um, we want some nuts and bolts nuts techniques and bolts. you need Harley you're here so, like, I, need okay, the, if like you, I need the friggin tips well the, the tip the tip is to realize that a phallus is a phallus is a phallus and a woman's phallus is maybe in half an inch long and a guy's phallus is anywhere from five to seven inches long if it's the lucky. same it's the same thing Right. So, um, the, and also that the visible phallus, the visible clit is only the phallus part of our sex organ. The woman's engorgement tissue, of course, is internal. And so women have as much internal uh, clitoris as men have external um, corpus cavernosum. Right. So there's that internal. So it, it gets very puffy. So understanding that it looks like a little button, 
but it's actually a three-dimensional <clears throat> phallic object. Women right. experience top, edges, side. We have a frenum. We have a gland. We have the corona. We have a shaft. I mean, we have everything that a penis has. So I lady, know, and we're just lucky if a guy can find it. But then we're right. like, oh, my God, we've got left quadrants, right quadrants. Thank you. Thing. Yeah. It's, 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 so when, 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 men, when men realize that a clit is just a teensy, tiny little short penis... And I'd so, um, 8,000 so nerve, nerve endings. endings. Yay. Right. So what I would do, um, act, hand techniques, hand techniques is you are behind her or she's on her back. She, our legs are open. You're going to run your hands up her thigh until they meet with her vulva in the middle. And you're going to press all the flesh together. And if you wiggle it in up and down, so, uh, toward the ceiling and toward the bed mm-hmm. in a horizontal, you'll feel You'll look in between your fingers. You'll see. You see Nina's doing you'll see. Here. You'll okay. see her clit uh, glands pop back and forth between your hands. So that is a lovely, warm feeling. Um, you can reach. Don't forward. go right for the clit. You're saying. No. Why do they go right for it? I think I found it. I'm going to go right there. I'm like, we don't even know what's. We're not even talking about it. Settle down. It's not going anywhere. Guess what? It'll always be in the very same place. I think men are so excited that they're actually having sex, or they could that they just go right for it, and we're not even registering the room yet. Young guys. Before you, yes. Yeah. Now you understand. Before you hope what was going to be a hot date, and you're under 35, just jerk off at home before you go out to calm down. Calm down. You're going to get off before the end of the evening. Let's just have fun with it. So there's the squishing the, of the vulva between, okay. between, your, between your hands. And what that does, of course, it places your fingertips on her, or near her pubic bone and your thumbs near what is called the introitus or the fourchette or near the taint. So the bottom of her um, vulva toward her butt. So you press down with your fingers under her pubic bone. You take your thumb and you deeply rub up the muscle till your fingers meet you pinch and you pull the flesh off of her pubic bone and you let it go and you dig your thumb just along the opening all the way up the pubic bone you pinch and you pull off and you let it go do that oh anywhere from four to ten times and she'll start to make fun noises and if you look (laughs) when you're pinching and you're pulling her flesh towards you you'll see her clit move in there so you can go wah 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 I love this this is so specific Um, the, 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 the longer you can stay away from entering the introitus aka the hole the better more brownie points so you take your thumb and you rub your thumb all around the muscle and you'll feel it engorge and in the beginning her unless she's been aroused for quite a while because you've been flirting all night and you've been dancing and she's already halfway there i mean if you go into the room and she's pulling off your clothes and saying fuck me now you beast Dude, dude, grab the condom and go. Right, but if but you're just likely not, if you've been grinding in the cab all the way home, right. that, you know, there. If she's telling you, please, please do this. You don't listen right. to me. But if you're getting her in the mood, spend time learning vulva massage. We're going to talk about in the guide to, um, by curious women. But rub, but pressing against the um, opening into the muscle around her top of her thighs, pulling on her lips, putting your thumb in the cleft of her vulva and pulling it up toward her belly button until. It's a little bit tight, and then tell her to do her kegels. She'll jerk herself off kegels, her, cl- her yeah. clit. So you apply tension to the top of her clit, and she supplies kegels squeezing from the bottom, and her clit will jump. And that's like, oh, oh. and she should do her kegels while she's doing that. <clears throat> yeah, she should do right exactly. Okay. And, we, we, and everyone should be doing kegels everywhere. I have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp. Good do for you. you. No, that's you awesome. have to download it. Oh my it, god, it reminds you have it for you. Android? No, not yet. That's okay. Awesome. What a great it idea. Remi- yes. Every yeah. day it pops up. You can say, I want to do my kegel exercises every day at eleven thirty a.m. So every day on my phone. 
phone. Like, it's just, oh, it's five, awesome. And it's my voice walking you through it. Tense, relax. That's great. Oh, my God. You're so clever. Why did I think of that? Awesome. And there's awesome, 20 awesome. levels. And people, men and women can do them. And they, <laughs> men get to 20. They, they, to men, more men do them than women that email me. They're like, I'm at level 20. I'm like, oh, Good my God. Good for you. That means a wet washcloth. Yeah. We're talking. Exactly. I know. Wet, level 20 is a wet hand towel. Yeah. Hey, oh, hey. Is it? yeah. Well, you know, the key goes first. You right. get the, you know, the, 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 the tissue and then you get the right. dry washcloth and you get the damp washcloth and you get the wet washcloth and then you get the, you know, the, the right. dry hand, the dry dish towel, the damp dish towel, the wet <laughs> dish towel. Then if you're Evan Stone, the bed spread. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Kegels, they're so important. They're so important for okay, so what about oral sex tips? Oral sex tips um, is... For women. For, for women. For men performing sex on, on a woman. Oh, here's what... Here's or women what, performing for, oral actually, sex on a woman. Actually, if... For people who want to perform oral sex, for a woman who wishes to have oral sex performed on her and wishes to teach her partner a good technique, um, if you are not yet in a private place, send him to the bathroom, have him wash his hands really well. When he gets back, make sure his hands are damp and smell of soap. Get out your hand sanitizer. Do his hand again. Then you're going to, um, ladies, you're going to suck the web of his hand the way you like your vulva sucked. Oh, so show while him. It, this is the best tip I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Suck the web of his hand the way you like your vulva sucked while looking him in the eye. <laughs> Guys, if you want to brag about how good you are in the oral sex department and you're still in a place where you cannot not you cannot be naked, have her go wash your hands and come back and you do this if she you know right. did the same thing. Ladies, if you are in bed and you are having your vulva sucked or attempted to suck, in a very nice voice, tone matters. Tone does tone matter. Tone matters. Tone matters. Tone really matters. And say, ooh, hey, give me your hand. And start, and then you take his hand and you say, okay, I'm going to suck on that. You do just do just what I'm, do to me what I'm doing to you. You'll have 100% better oral sex in five seconds. Right. Because it's different for, for every woman too. You, so guys, yes. you can't even learn. You, you can't, can't be like, you do can't, this, do that. No, no, we're no. All, we're all Generally different. speaking, if you suck on her vulva the way you like her, not yet hard cock sucked, where you wait, where she pulls, the gets a gland smushed between her, her right. and pulls on it when it's getting hard, it's okay to let women suck on your cock before it's hard, guys. Yeah. The important will end. All that. A lot of guys it, like it when it gets hard in your mouth. It's awesome. awesome. And, and you'll never see a you'll never see in straight porn any soft dick sucking because that's not the fantasy. Right. Always, so, but it does exist in the world. That's awesome. So, um, if you're getting your vulva eaten and you want to improve your partner's technique, suck on their hand and say, "Ooh, copy what I'm doing to you," um, and he'll be better right away. A really great way to get excellent. Um, okay. So, ladies, get on your right or left hip, whichever feels better to you, and uh, halfway on your hip. Lube up the sole of your foot with a nice silicone lube and get it so he can rub his crotch against your foot. So, mm -hmm. the first thing you have that and while his mouth is on your vulva, that will leave that hand able to reach up to your mouth. And so, you say to him, sweetheart, suck me the way I'm sucking you. That will automatically start him pumping his cock against your foot. It's a lovely, non-coital, no babies way to share a lovely energy loop. That, can that is a good loop. So he's performing on you and he's still but, getting but, your but, And he's not humping the sheet, which can be rough. He's And also, don't forget, <laughs> all, those, all those, um, all those acupressure 
points in your foot. So right. your, and the foot is a very sexual item uh, for a lot for a, for a lot of people, and it just feels really good. Sometimes people just don't know that they never they don't, they the don't think they don't sexually. Think, you know. And so I'm, I'm someone who always tries to have a decent uh, pedicure. If I'm going to go to a place where I might be getting laid by strangers, because um, at home <laughs> which I, happens right at, at the home I wear I, I wear high heels. So it's not at home. Sex is for me not a barefoot thing, but in other situations right. I want the option. So I always make sure I have a nice pedi. Right. You know as many as pedis often as you can afford them at least right. every three weeks. If not, uh, just right. learn how to do it at home because it's important. You got yeah, to feet. Guys, pay attention. And women pay and, attention. And we, know. Attention. And when we I, feel when good I, about it. When I see guys getting a pedicure, I love that. It's like because you know what ladies like. Right. A nice, well cared for foot. It's really awesome. It's true. Do it. So that's, a, that's a nice loop. And sometimes, and you know, until I, I want to let a guy know if I was dating, it's like you are going to get off tonight. I'm not saying you, we're going to fuck, but you won't go home without an orgasm. Right, exactly. And once, and so, so ladies, if you want to start feeling less victimized and more in control before you're drunk, just say, you know what, I think you're, I think you're hot and cute. I would love to get to know you sexually. Just so you know, until further notice, intercourse isn't on the table, but other ways of having orgasms are totally on the table. And, and let's go have dinner. Right. And his son, his son, so, so instead of him wondering, oh my God, will she, won't she, are we, aren't we? Dinner can then be, huh, okay, non-coital ways to be share naked time. There's side-by-side masturbation, which is 100% safe. There is oral sex with the foot Love rubbing. Love mutual masturbation because then you, you get to see what they do, what you do. It's like the best thing in the world. Do that first. It, yeah. And also, and you know, why would you want, so people find it easier to just go ahead and fuck because I can lay on my back and I can leave my body right. and the person can fall on top of me and our bodies will do it and we don't have to be here with each other but mutual masturbation or side-by-side masturbation or facing masturbation i have to be here right that's that's so people say safe sex it's safer sex if it can be safe physically it then it's it's scary emotionally right because if i'm exposing myself to you and we probably have to go now Right. No, we're good. We're going to go in a minute, but I have to ask you a quick question. Yes. Sex toys. What's your favorite sex what, what toy? Favorite sex toy. Um, the plug-in magic wand with an extension cord, at least a six-footer, nine better. How about the new magic wand? Do um, you have the new one? Um, I got a new one. It's right. fine. It just, and, and I, and, and the, the, Every woman needs to find the vibrator that works best for her. Right. And some lucky women don't need them at all. I know about, again, about 15% of women have such low orgasmic thresholds that vibrators are irrelevant to them. Right. Mika Tan, I love you and an envious of you. And then the Enjoy Toys Pure Wand. Oh, I love the Pure Wand. Oh, my God. If oh, I had, it's the only deal. It, it, oh, 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 I can't oh, even, I can't oh, even, oh, I, I'm going to have to oh, leave and, it. I wish and, I had and, it with and, me. And the 11. Right. And the 11. What's the 11? Yeah, the Enjoy Toy 11? No, I just have one of the Enjoy. They gave it to me and I met him at the... You need to get the 11. I don't know. Okay, do oh, the, I? Yeah, you do. You know what? I left the friggin' Enjoy at my ex-boyfriend's house. No, you did and not. I, I did and I want to get it back. So you totally I, I feel like to. I have to see him and then say hi and then when he's not looking, go into his drawer because it's like I love it. Like, and I, you can, can auto You can autoclave it. You can sterilize it. I you never can, talk about the Enjoy on the show and, and my I should. God. The, you guys can get all this at goodvibes.com. Good How vibes. much do we love Good Vibrations? They are the best. If I wasn't so exhibitionistic enough as to be a performer or I wasn't pretty enough to be considered for porn I would still be working at Good Vibrations I love Good Vibes so it's yeah. goodvibes.com use coupon code EMILY and you get 15% get off out. I swear to god wow. anything you want goodvibes.com and if you're in San Francisco goodvibes.emily.com no just goodvibes.com and, and then use, use Emily coupon code EMILY wow and you get 15% off anything go there now it's so good it's the best place ever I best love it ever. and there's an Emily's Picks page go to my <gasps> website sexemily.com I have all my favorite toys there oh yay check it out um, and I don't think the Android maybe the Android is but anyway I should talk about it more but it is amazing and then I also want to say what else do I have to say? I guess we are out of timing. This gonna is amazing. You're going to come back. You're going to come back on the show. I'm never coming back. Oh my God, come back. I'm this insulted. This so fun. There's just so many other things to talk about. But I want to uh, thank everyone for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Oh, where's that way over? Oh,
Hey guys, can I ask you a question? How are your balls feeling right now? Are they super clean and dry? Does your partner complain or is not always willing to go downtown? If so, I've got something for you. I've just launched a new product called Down Under Comfort from my brand Emily and Tony. It's really unique. It's a creamed tapioca powder formula that is designed to keep men fresh and clean down under or wherever they need. And girls can use it too, under their breasts, their lower back, anywhere they want to stay fresh. So help keep this podcast free and your balls dry. Use code EMILY to get 20% off your first purchase. Check them out today at emilyandtony.com. Trust me and you're welcome.